Hello and welcome back to uh, Respect the Die. Every time I do this intro, I forget the title of our podcast. <laughs> Respect the Die, where we can't remember what our podcast is called. No, no, it's Remember uh, the am... Die. Luke, remember, remember the Die. The die. Oh, oh, shoot. We've yeah, done so okay. many episodes of this. It's <laughs> oh. Remember the Die. Yeah, get it, get it right, Malin. Okay, I am Luke. I'm your DM for this campaign. I am joined once again by Samuel. Uh, hi, I'm Sam, or Samuel, whatever you please. Um, I'm playing Dave, the Triton Warlock, uh, who is, uh, you know, fancying starting a book club, given everyone's interest in his book. I'm also joined by Bryce. Hey there, it's Bryce, everyone's favorite high elf druid ranger, Casper Rickvalta. Uh, a skeleton so afraid of death, he doesn't even let his enemies experience it. Uh, Jamie? Hello, I am playing Jersa. The Earth Genasi monk, and she likes to kick people in the face. Tori? Yeah, and I am playing Dina, a half elf wild mage who had things totally under control, even without Casper calling an end to the battle. <laughs> but someone could have died. Hey, if you didn't catch the first three uh, episodes in a podcast, please go back and give those a listen. Last week was, of course, our Halloween-themed episode, which we all know happens in February. Um, and so you really don't want to miss that. So grab your favorite uh, candy corn and sit back and enjoy. Ichten Claver he is a priest in the town of Wheatfield. Wheatfield's not far away from here. Well done. You look up, and in the darkness two giant silvery dinner plate eyes stare down at you. Our silver-eyed friend said to be cautious about the barn. They are summoning a demon. That's obvious. Boy, what we have here! It's the royal paladins come to our little festival. So, Casper, these three horses are now on your tail. Let's see, what kind of horse did you turn into? Just absolutely losing my horse mind. We were trying to warn you about the whatever they're trying to summon in there. That is not some spring fling. That is a cult. The paladin captain sheathes his sword and he goes, I don't know what you are, but you saved my life. When Casper demonstrated mercy and uh, saved the life of one of the paladins, um, they called off the attack and allowed our adventurers to continue on their way. In the morning light, the farmland sloped gently into a small river valley. Amid the rough vegetation following the river, you see a fortified town surrounded by a, a low wall. From here, you aren't high enough to see the entire town, but peeking above the crest of the low earthen wall, you make out the thatched roofs of several dozen homes. Most of them appear to be built of faded yellow brick. Beyond the thatched roofs, a small wooden castle overlooks the town, and beyond that, the steeple of a temple barely reaches higher than the castle turret. The steeple glows with a white light that sickens you to gaze at it for too long. Coming towards the town, you see that the gates of the walls are opened. Um, and you would guess from looking at them that it's been quite a long time since they were closed. There's a guard 
slouched against the wall next to the gate. He's chewing on a bit of straw. He doesn't seem to be the type who's, mm, shall we say, too alert. Can I ask one mechanical question? Oh, yeah. Have we walked through the night, or is it safe to assume that we took a long rest at some point, or is are we just kind of in a constant state of going? Right. You know now? what? That's fair. Would you guys like to long rest? Yes. I would love That'd to long great. rest, personally. That'd be wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Dave would be fine with that, provided that we get far enough away from the paladins and the cultists. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You so you are able to long rest, um, and you can have your full hit points back and everything, and your spells. <gasps> Hooray. But it's still morning here when you arrive at um, Wheatfield. Uh, Dave points to the uh, the sickening steeple. I think we're going to have a bit of a problem. Oh, uh, what do, what do you mean? What what are you talking about? We just uh we go on in and we and we talk to him, yeah? Kind of like what we did with the sheriff, yeah? I think you're misremembering how we approached the sheriff. We broke into his house secretly. Well, that is a, a that is a fair assessment of what actually happened. However, it all turned out okay. No one's been pursuing us. The paladins just happened upon us. And uh, in my opinion, that turned out quite well. So, honestly, from where I'm standing, we're on a hot streak. May I also remind you that the sheriff's home was not shrouded in some form of sickening magic? That is definitely a different set of circumstances. And that a priest is likely going to be far more difficult to approach considering our current state i consistently forget about that and uh casper <laughs> looks down at his own hands and it, for a moment there's this sense that he kind of forgot he was a skeleton yeah i uh fair point fair points all around so what's the plan so are you saying that even if we disguise ourselves he's still gonna recognize that we're dead possibly my main concern is that if he does recognize us, it's going to be very uncomfortable. And he's going to be very hard to reach. It's going to be very uncomfortable. And he does like a minor illusion and it like imitates the, uh, you, you see like a flash and it looks like the paladin sword uh, flashing with light. And he's mm. going to be very difficult to reach. He does another minor illusion, and uh, it, he creates a small image of the temple shrouded in, in light. And then he dismisses the illusion by waving his hand through it, and it, like, dissipates into fog. Luke, is, is anyone around right now outside of the, the one guard leaning up against the, uh, up against the wall? Is there, is there anyone kind of just milling about the city, or is it too early in the morning for people to really be out and, out and about doing anything? Uh, you see a couple people around. You see out in the field some distance away, you, you spy a couple farmers. And then in the town itself, you see an old man who's sweeping the street in front of his home. We got to start somewhere. Casper walks through the gates and into the town and uh, politely and uh, inobtrusively as possible approaches the, uh, the, the older man sweeping, sweeping in front of his home. Excuse me, sir. Uh, just a... How are you doing today? It's my first time here, here in, uh, here in Wheatfield, and I would love to get to know the town a bit and uh, try just, just I have a couple of questions, if you wouldn't mind helping a, a weary traveler uh, from the road. He looks up at you with a 
glowing smile and says, Oh, son, by the grace of our good priest Ixton, welcome to the town of Wheatfield. It's so good to see you. Well, thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate that. Visitors are always welcome here. He doesn't have a lot of teeth. <laughs> I turn around to the to the others and and I and I just kind of give them this look of see everything's fine. It's a great place to be. How hard could this possibly be? Could we say that we split into two groups? That's the opposite of a good thing to do as a D and D party. Oh, yeah, <laughs> if memory serves correct. If 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 I'm within eyeshot of the town, I would have I would disguise self myself as a um like an older woman um, because Dave would not, Dave is extremely recognizable. And so he does not want people to see him as a uh, octopus man uh, on the reg. Keep it more low key. That's fine. Um, For the sake of you having someone to bounce conversation off of, Dina will definitely have gone with you yeah, for this ju- conversation. Ju- jumped in there and been in that, been in that convo. And um, yeah, her yeah, expression yeah, yeah. upon reacting to this old man is just a deadpan, just, oh no. In stark contrast to that reaction, Casper is in it. And I, I, I turn back around to the, uh, turn back around to the old man and says, well, thank you so much, Sutter, for your, for your kind welcome. Tell me, uh, this, this, this uh, Iktar fella, who you oh, mentioned Ixtin. a minute ago. Ictin, yes, Ictin. Uh, we were wondering if it was a. What is the procedure for wanting to uh, meet with such a highly and a, and a highly celebrated figure here in in the city? We would uh, you praise him so highly that he must be someone that uh, travelers from all around must come to meet. And I would love to be. Uh, I would love to be in his presence if he is uh, of such high repute. Oh, of course, of course. Ictin always accepts visitors at his temple. It's just across the river over there. Surely you saw the steeple when you were approaching. Oh, it is indeed, sir. A fine, stately thing that stretches into the sky. Beautiful construction. Yes, thing. the tallest structure in the town, as a matter of fact. My, uh, my, my own father helped with its construction. Wow. Quite a long history, then, I see. Uh, so, h- how does one uh, meet the illustrious holy man himself? How do we? How, how does how does one meet uh, such a such an important figure? Of course, there's some kind of structure, I, I guess, to to make that kind of meeting happen. Oh yes, of course. Uh, you can you can of course uh, go to the temple at any time, and I'm sure one of the acolytes there would be more than happy to. Set up an appointment, though. You may have to wait a little bit. He is, as you imagine, quite busy. I believe he spends close to 23 hours a day praying for us. He does, he stands, wow, that is a, quite a great deal of time uh, in prayer. Does he, uh, does he pray at the, at the temple itself, or does he pray some, some, in a different place? At the temple, yes. At the temple. Okay, I see. Yes. Well, well perfect. I, I guess I'll... Uh, I'll go and I'll go stand in line uh, and, and wait my turn uh, as I await the opportunity to meet such an individual. I, I guess wh- while I wait, uh, after meeting with the acolytes, what what could you suggest would be a, a would be a good expenditure of time uh, here in Wheatfield? Uh, again, never been here before. Would love to know what the uh, 
what the local charms are beyond uh, the, of course, the uh, the illustrious temple of uh, Licton Clavicle. Well, we're a hardworking people, so outside of festival days, uh, we spend most of our time working, of course. Uh, I am into retirement, as you can see, and I do have to say that about all there is to do is drink and talk, you know. I wouldn't say we're much for entertainment. I do apologize for that. I wish we could be more welcoming in that regard. Oh, <laughs> not a problem, not a problem at all. And I, and, I, and I reach out and I, and I pat him on the shoulder and I say, now, I'm all for one for drinking and talking. So could you tell me where would be the best place to do both? Uh, he points down the road. He gestures down the road. And he says, you just head down this road here and take a left where you see that you see that chicken pecking at the road there. And sure enough, you see a, a chicken. Mm, yes, the, uh, the, the gangly one. Yes. He goes right where that chicken is. There's an alley. That's the fastest way. So you take a left right there at that alley and cut through and you'll come out in a bit of a square. And on the other side of the square, you'll see a tavern. And that there tavern is, I would say, the best tavern in this here county. Probably the best tavern three counties over, if we're being honest. And they have some of the finest ales, as well as delicious black raspberry wine. You know, it's a handed down wine from, you know, that's my cousin twice removed that runs it. And that, uh, that wine recipe, the methods they use for preparing it, have been in our family for, well, I suspect for since time immemorial, <laughs> since the town was settled. Uh, so you have to have some of that raspberry wine, of course. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't leave town without trying it. <laughs> And, you know, this still has actually been blessed by the good priest, Dixon. Uh, so you know it's good for you. Oh. Just don't have too much now. And he gives you a wink. Of course not, sir. Of course not. You seem to be quite the knowledgeable one. Uh, I'll leave you to the rest of your day. I greatly appreciate the, uh, all of the assistance you've given. And, and, and sir, sir, l let it be known, the welcome you have given me here today has been the most warm, has been the most friendly. So take it upon yourself, my good man. You have welcomed the stranger, and I greatly appreciate that. Oh, I'm and, glad. Uh, and, uh, and with that, I, I give him a, a, a light bow, and then I, and I continue walking, and I heel turn around, and I, again, shrug my shoulders at the rest of the group and say, with... <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't say that with my face on this audio podcast. I say, uh, I, I give the expression media. of, hey, it's, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? Um, I give them that shoulder shrug and I say, hey, can't be much worse than this. You catch Dina shaking her head as you turn around and she sort of trots to catch up with you and says, so two things. We're going to have to set the chapel on fire and we're going to have to not try that wine that's been possibly magicked by the priest with some form of brain control? <sighs> it's not fun being undead. As you approach this alleyway, um, in the direction you're heading, you can hear the sound of music playing. Um, it sounds like 
some sort of accordion music with a wind instrument accompanying it. As you make your way through the alley, by the way, the, the chicken starts following you as if you're going to drop something. You know, it's quite interested. You come out into the square, sure enough, and you see there's three musicians on the other side of the street. Um, one of them is playing an accordion-like instrument. Another is blowing on a small, mm, it's sort of like a penny whistle type woodwind thing, uh, or a recorder, you know, a simple woodwind instrument. And the third one is beating his hands on a, a barrel, seems to be using as a makeshift drum. And the one with the barrel, he spies you across the square. And he shouts out, Hey, we have visitors to Wheatfield! And the musicians begin dancing across the square towards you. And they begin uh, kind of dancing in a circle around you. And they go, Oh, guests in Wheatfield, welcome to Wheatfield. It's such a beautiful day. And there's, uh, it's like this kind of welcoming, but very obnoxious song uh, with a very repetitive melody. And um, soon enough, windows all around the square start opening and people are sticking their heads out um, and looking at you. And they're singing. You see people singing along with the tune. Um, and some villagers, like children, um, pour out of the houses and they start dancing around you as if you're like a maypole, you know. Um, they're skipping and jumping and frolicking about you. I'm I'm imagining Duloc from Shrek. Yes, that was yes. And if it is anything like Duloc from Shrek, Casper's bouncing right along to the melody, smile wide or as wide as a skeleton can smile. It is a time to be alive in the city of Wheatfield, baby. Yeah, and some of the adults, some of the adults approach you and plant kisses on you. Some on the cheek, no. some right on the no, mouth. They do not. You know, uh, if you allow no, no. it. I kiss them back. <laughs> so, Casper, you receive this openly. The others kind of turn away. I threaten to punch. Um, and they, when you reject them, they don't look at all disappointed. They shrug their shoulders and continue dancing and singing along. Welcome to Wheatfield. It's so great to be here today. What are you guys going to do? These people are mad. I will, like, if anyone tries to, like, kiss me or come close to me, I will threaten to punch them. That's a lot of, that's a lot of strong I'm energy. I'm just going to threaten to punch them. I'm not actually going to punch anyone, but, like, I want them to know I I will not be kissed. Uh, Casper, uh, seeing that Jairus is getting ready to slug as somebody, uh, reaches out and, and lightly guides the striking arm down and down. Jairusa, Jairusa, they're just friendly folk? They're just being kind. This is the way the world could possibly no, be. Nothing about this is natural. Okay. Natural, unnatural, it seems mostly positive. Okay? So let's all just calm down. No one start throwing punches. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to have a conversation in the middle of this dance number. <laughs> you guys all notice that no. Dave is, uh, while you guys are having this conversation, Dave is approximating... The, uh, the villagers dance as best as he can. And when you all like notice him, he just turns to you and he says, What? Bend in. <laughs> Dave's got the idea right on the money. Blend in, be thankful, stop complaining. 
and if anything is weird, it will make itself known. Now, for the time being, this is the first group of people that hasn't wanted to throw, th throw hands with us the minute they saw us. So please, let's be thankful for this. Um, Luke, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Would I have any idea what religion um, the Ictin in this town are, are, are following? Would I have any notion based off of any holy symbols that are being worn or the look of the church or Make a religion um, check. anything else? Okay. That's pretty good. That's a 17. Okay. You think that this... It looks like this is the the temple looks familiar. It's to a sort of a common backwater god called Edis, Y H D E S, Edis, um, who's the god of harvest and birth, um, and a number of things like that. You know, it's one of those gods that has a whole eclectic bunch of things within their domain mm -hmm. um yeah okay that's all i wanted to know okay there's nothing strange about it it's a very common god for a farm town to worship can i roll performance to see how well i imitate these people's dances yeah of course if you are dancing make a performance that's there. a natural 20 <laughs> Oh, nice. That's 25 total. <laughs> yeah, so you pick it right up. <laughs> and Casper does not. I roll the two. Okay, so Casper, you're sitting, you're standing there like feet planted, kind of wiggling your hips back and forth robotically. <laughs> you know, you do the shopping cart. But so enthusiastic, so enthusiastic. Very enthusiastically. Um, and Casper, or, I'm sorry, not Casper. I'm, like, dipping people. <laughs> can, can, Jersa Jer would like to, since she finds, um, this behavior to be quite odd and unusual, and she's used to a lot of different kinds of people, can she roll kind of an insight check? An insight check. Yes, you can. Uh, to investigate these people, make sure that they're not, like, you know, drugged up. Okay. These people are definitely high on the spirit. I got a 10. <laughs> not great. Okay. Um. Well, let me roll for them. Where's my d20s? Hold on one sec. <laughs> Bye. The DM has come to the table without his dice. So... Their faces are flying past you really quickly, and a lot of them are caught up in the music. So it's really hard to get a really good read on anybody. Mm -hmm. But you do get this sense that something's not right, but you don't know what it is. It just feels feels unusual in a way you can't really get a pulse on. Okay. I, as a, as Dina, would like to do an Arcana check as well on the crowd for signs of enchantment. Okay, yeah, you can do an Arcana check. I can roll an 18 plus 7. Yes. 25? Okay, there is no signs, no overt signs of any magic. Oh, gosh. That you can see. 
There's nothing about like the music that seems magical. You know, it's not, you don't see any signs anywhere. You don't see anything on anybody's person that would indicate a spell's been cast on them. They're just, they are what they are. Um, you could cast Detect Magic to double check. Uh, it's, I mean, obviously you can't really detect magic just with an Arcana check. That just... Yeah. Yeah, an Arcana check just tells you, you know, if you spot any, like, runes that look like they're probably magical or artifacts that look like they might be magical or, you know, overt signs of... All right. If anything, that unnerves Dina more because her original theory was wrong. And now she doesn't know how to explain why the populace is acting like this. Casper uh, turns around and sees the cynical, quizzical looks on both Jersa and Dina's faces and breaks away from his, uh, <laughs> his elementary attempt at this dance and walks over to them and says, Listen, quite possibly, they could very well just like the fact that they live in the city of Wheatfield. Maybe this is just as good as that as it turns out to be. Now, of course, maybe the cleric is a total uh, can't think Murderer? of a bad name that doesn't include that doesn't also include a swear. Yeah, yeah he's not a mass. At least he's he not a murdering. Psych- he might be a murdering psychopath. Okay, so we are four people. There's like forty five people here right now. He didn't kill any of them. They're happy. May- and frankly, we don't really. St- I don't really strike. Hold on. And frankly. We don't necessarily strike each other as the most, you know, honorable people. So I think I'm. I don't think honorable. I deserved it, but I mean, who's to say? Who's to say we didn't open the box? We don't remember. That doesn't mean we deserved to die. That depends on the agreement that was arranged. So, in any case, just I'm going to interrupt here because you guys are trying to have this conversation. You, you are just so you're aware. You're surrounded by people. This is not a private conversation you're having. That's why I was said earlier, this is not the time to have a conversation. Dave is, Dave is lined up with a bunch of ladies and he's doing the can-can. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> happening. Dave is, Dave is covered in lipstick, like lipstick kiss marks all over his rotting face. Um, Ooh, yeah. I've just been picturing the, each of these asides as like we're ducking, we're ducking and like pulling each other like to a side, talking in lower hushed tones, like "Hey," just, and like passing information very quickly, like as the rest of this boisterousness happens around us, and the rest of the crowd is easily enthralled by what Dave is doing because he is absolutely crushing it today. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah, the rest of the crowd. So you guys are kind of huddled and whispering. And people keep trying to pull you into the dance, um, but they're mostly focused on, you know, clapping Dave on. Um, and I've said my I've said my bit, and I go back and I and I join and I join the the hurrah. Okay. Um, somebody comes out of the inn, the tavern that you are headed towards, um, and they're holding several bottles. Um, between their fingers, and a uh, middle-aged woman. She's 
Uh, she's she's a little bit on the heavier side, but not too much. She probably just she. I mean, looks like she's probably had some kids. She's got graying hair. It looks like it used to be dirty blonde, and a small nose and gray eyes. And she dances out towards you with these bottles, and she goes. She goes, welcome to Wheatfield. Here you are. Enjoy some of our raspberry wine. And she hands each of you a bottle. Dave is going to speak to everybody telepathically. <laughs> Say you're allergic to raspberries. <laughs> 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 and if she offers Dave one, Dave, Dave will say, because disguised as a woman, he'll say, he'll say oh, I, I can't. I don't drink. Sorry. And back. She, do you guys all reject the bottles? Um, uh, Josh is going to say, uh, yeah, I'm allergic to raspberries. You got anything a little bit stronger? Uh, she looks a little disappointed at the rejection, uh, but she quickly regains her composure and, uh, shuffles, or I should say, you know, canters back to the inn and comes out. A moment later with uh, a couple mugs and uh jigs her way over to you with like uh, froth splashing out of them and hands you a mug of what looks like beer that's what i'm talking about <laughs> enjoy and uh dina what are you doing dina with an unwilling hand takes whatever is forced upon her and absolutely does not drink it but she holds it, and if it is a mug, it will slosh over the side, and as the ale goes over the back of her hand, she wrinkles her nose in distaste. But she she forces a smile at the lady. <laughs> Just, th thank you. If Jersa and Dina see Casper in this moment, they see a very upset-looking skeleton. Absolutely disappointed in the conduct displayed. The complete lack of civility in this moment and when this woman walks up to casper with the, the the raspberry wine he pointedly looks at jersa and dina takes the bottle and shoots it straight back <laughs> looks the woman dead in the eyes and says thank you so much i feel incredibly welcome and shoots it back again locking eyes with jersa and dina so, for the second time so dina and jersa just see a skeleton drinking wine Wine just straight <laughs> it's, it's like coming, it's out coming his... through his body. Yeah, you just coming see through... it splashing down across his ribs. <laughs> Beautiful. Is he okay? So Is nothing he, happens? Like, burning up? No, it's Dina fine. smirks. Okay. <laughs> just like, you look so idiotic to her in that All moment. Right. At least I look polite. After a minute or two of this, People start to disperse, um, go back to their lives. People break off, uh, and eventually the magicians um, change tunes and kind of um, dance away. And you guys are left with two people who are trying to talk to you. They introduce themselves as Kai and Kale, brother and sister, and... They go, oh, what what brings you to Wheatfield? And he looks around at you after a moment. And he goes, uh, Wolf got your tongue? What's going on? Oh, well, 
we've come from quite a long ways away, and uh, as any of my other compatriots can, uh, can tell you, we've come here to, uh, to sample the best of what Wheatfield has to offer and to meet your, uh, your uh, holy cleric. Yeah, yeah, one, one Ichten, I've, one Ichten Clavis. We are looking to, to make his acquaintance, to get to know him, uh, because we've heard such great, wonderful tales about him, and we've heard such, uh, such high and, 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 and mighty praise of the man. We've, we've journeyed quite a, quite a distance to, to meet him and to, uh, to express our thanks for his work and for, uh, and to ask him to, or ask him for his blessings. When you mention Ichten's name. Kai um, suddenly gazes off. Kale suddenly gazes off dreamily, dreamily into the distance, and Kai wipes away a tear. And Kale goes, uh, "Ah, the great priest Ikton. He's been such a blessing to our town. Oh, we can't wait for you to meet him." Oh, we 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 get we we do get to meet him. I thought we had to go like do this whole uh, rigmarole. Are, are we uh, in line to to to, to meet him? Um, Kyle turns to her brother and goes, "Oh, Kyle, let's let's show them where the temple is. I'm sure Ikton must see. Would I'm sure he would allow them to to see him." And Kai goes, "Yes, yes, sister. The good priest is so generous and welcoming." And they turn and gesture you to follow them and walk down the street. I have a question for you two. They stop and turn to look at you. How long has the uh, heavenly father Icton been a been shepherding Wheatfield for? Kyle says well, he's he's been with us for many years, but it wasn't until a few months ago that the blessing of the good god Edis shone down on him, and he shared the light with the rest of us. And she again looks dreamily off into space. Ah, this light that came to you, that was shared with you, what, what did it do? What what was it like? Kai says, It's so difficult to explain. It wasn't a physical light, of course. I mean, my sister uses that term metaphorically, but wherever the good priest Ichten walked, joy flowed through the village, and all the people were overwhelmed with gratitude for to Edis and to Ichten, his priest, or, or prophet, we should say. And at this, Kali nods emphatically, her head jerking up and down. Does he often leave town, or is he always here? Kai says, well, when was it he went on his pilgrimage? And Kyle says, uh, it was before planting this year, wasn't it? And Kai goes, ah, yes, that's right. Uh, he went on a, on a pilgrimage to we're not sure where uh it was was it two weeks ago and it was when he returned that he brought back the light with him or did the light come after he returned hmm so hard to say the divine is so mysterious you know 
Would you say that your memories are been somewhat foggy as of late? They they look at each other and then back at you and and go, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I meant no offense. My memory is quite good. For breakfast this morning, I had an egg and some toast. I had to cut off the mold, but, you know. Of course. I meant no offense. I was just curious. Oh, here's a, here's a question. Actually, no. Here's, here's what's going on. Casper doesn't really have a lot to ask or to say. He's just keeping an eye out for some of that sweet, sweet wheat field. Uh, I love wheat field shirts. Um, okay. Or them, I I love Wheatfield keychains. Uh, literally, just um, imagine as much of, of of joy that a city could bring a human being. It's like when someone from North Carolina goes and visits New York City for the first time and thinks that they're getting cultured. Um, it's exactly that for Casper in this moment. It is oh, everything about this city is the greatest thing that he's ever experienced. Okay, um, you don't see anything like that of course um but you i mean right now but you know uh you'll, you'll keep your skull sockets peeled yes of course i'll make sure Not to let you know if perception. you come across anything like that oh please um, that's all i want is an i love wheatfield hat so the two the the brother and sister can i ask one more question oh yeah go ahead that wooden castle over there, um, who lives there? Oh, Lord Velia, of course. He's our lord. He's not very interesting, though. Ah, and has he received the light as well? Uh, they nod. Oh, of course. Lord Velia is the biggest patron of our priestdicton. Of course, of course. I'm gonna, like, who... I'm gonna assume that, um... Dina is closest to me. I don't know oh, why. yeah, she's here I'm for I'm just going to whisper to her. It's it's a little... They keep looking at each other and then looking at us. Is that strange? Everything about this place is strange. You make an insight check. I'm going to, I'm going to make an insight check. Yeah, let's check. both do that. <laughs> oh, that's much better. 22. Okay. Dina has no idea. You think that they're both just puzzled by your questions, and so it's a glance at each other of like, hmm. you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were making a point of always saying that before you respond. No, it was my way of expressing that they find your questions weird. Okay. Kai grabs Dave's hand, and Kale, Kale grabs, I keep pronouncing her name differently, um, grabs Casper's hand, and they start gently tugging you down the road. Do you allow them to take you? I don't need to be tugged. I'm, I'm waltzing. Okay, and do the other two, do you come with? Gina and, or Jirsa and Dina? Sure. We'll follow, okay. but... Dina is going to try and remove her hand from any grip that is on her. She doesn't need to be led. Okay, they, she can walk. They they haven't touched you. You've done oh, a okay. very good job uh, putting out the vibe that you don't appreciate that kind of thing. Maintaining social distance. So they are 
they're obviously gravitating toward Casper and Dave because those two have been the most open to their hospitality, the most receptive. So, they're res Jerissa and Dina. They, you know, they're respecting your apparent sense of privacy. Um, and they're anyway. taking us to towards the 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 steeple, like the church. Well, you uh, follow them down the streets, um, and they take you to. There's a small wooden bridge that goes across the river. Um, and you pass under the shadow of the castle, and you can see now that it's it's up on some kind of artificial mound. You can see like where like clumps of dirt have fallen away through erosion. There's like brick underneath, and then some steps lead up to a gate um, that's so wide open, just wide open. And there's some more guards up there that look equally apathetic. But when you pass by, they grin and wave, and they call out to Kai and Kyle, and uh, you can tell that you know this is a town where everybody knows each other. The guards seem super friendly, just like everybody else. You pass a merchant pulling a, a hand cart, and he drops it, and the fruit in the back of his wagon uh, just lurches, but he drops it because he's so excited to see you you know, shakes your hands with both hands and says, welcome to Wheatfield. And you continue on. Um, and then you cross another bridge. It's apparent that this castle is on an island in the river where the river forks. So you cross another bridge. And there's a few more houses. You can see the temple, which is this large structure that shapes like it's it's circular. And then it has attached to it several uh, semicircular wings. So there's three kind of wings sticking out from it. And then atop of it, the highest dome, there's a, a steeple. And then next to that is um, a cemetery. In the cemetery, you see someone is sitting on the gravestones. It looks like a young man He's sitting on top of a gravestone and kind of kicking his feet um, absentmindedly and staring up at the sky. Uh, Kai, is that him? Kai looks at the direction you're pointing and then looks back at you and goes, who? Ah, uh, never mind, never mind. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, trick, trick, trick of the light. I want to glance back and see if I recognize the figure sitting on the on the gravestone, see if I can I can recognize this guy. If I've ever seen him before. Have I ever seen him before? Make a perception check. It's not terrible. 15? He does not look familiar. No. Luke. Yep. Is the whole temple kind of clothed in this light, uh, including yeah. the cemetery? Uh, yeah, sorry. I should have described that. So around the perimeter of the temple, um, but excluding the graveyard, there is uh, this sheet-like wall of light um, that's very eerie and kind of, you don't like looking at it. Um, it, it almost makes you kind of queasy to look at. Hmm. 
and you find yourself, you know, looking at your feet. Um, and as you get closer, you begin to feel heat coming from it. And you feel like you're approaching a fire. Um, would Dave, in all of his uh, years of existing as a uh, cultic individual, uh, know anything about how to desecrate hollowed grounds or compromise, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of holy protection? Well, reach out to your patron. I give to you. Hmm. <laughs> Make an arcana check. Arcana. Oh, dang it. Okay. That's still, that's not bad. It's an 18 of the dice minus one. So that's a 17. Okay. You know that there are numerous ways to do that. It's very difficult to do from outside the temple, though. Right. But uh, you believe that if you could deliver something unholy into the temple it would break the the sanctity am i unholy do we count hard to say i wouldn't risk that <laughs> i feel like you're going to incinerate yeah i wonder i wonder if dave's just like book is like unholy though like i wonder if like mm. it that would count or not i don't know uh, yeah, it would, actually. You do know that. Mm, okay. Okay. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Well, they're leading us closer and closer to it, so we should probably figure a way out of this. <laughs> Can um. I admire your graveyard real quick? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Don't stop. Don't stop. That's all that's being said no no continue play this out that's brilliant uh they look very caught off guard but kai says uh i i suppose it's uh it's just something i do i like to pay my respects really jersa i didn't know that tell me more about that fascination you have with graveyards he says do you do you have family buried in wheatfield well that's the thing actually i I'm looking for my family, but I don't know. I just uh, respect the dead. <laughs> they both look crestfallen, and they approach, and they each grab one of your hands, and and they say, <laughs> you lost your family. Oh, that's so tragic. Isn't that tragic, Kai? Yes, it's tragic, Kale. Um, we will be your family and, now. <laughs> and they look at you earnestly and they say, they say, um, if your family is buried in our graveyard, we will help you find them. <laughs> and they begin pulling you towards the cemetery. Perfect. I guess we follow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm here for however this plays out. <laughs> It's my little detour here. Okay. Is the person that they can't see still in the graveyard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he still there? Exactly. I want to investigate yeah. that guy. Can I admire your graveyard? <laughs> We're going to get that guy. 
We're going to talk to him. Um, so they pull you to the first grade, and they kind of wipe off the dirt from the the, the engraving. And, uh, and Kyla looks up at you, and she goes, she goes, Poopley. Anyone in your family named Poopley? <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh my God. Yeah, there is. There's got to be. Please, Jersa. Jersa, Jersa is going to, okay, actually, hang on. Well, it's, it's a bit hard to understand, but truth is, I don't even know their names. And so she sits down. She's going to sit down in the grass and do a meditation pose as if she is going to sense their presence, but it's kind of all a performance act. Okay, make a performance check. Oh dear, I'm not very good at performance. 11. Hmm. They're convinced. Sweet! <laughs> yeah, they are. And then uh, Kai goes, Kai begins to say, well, what if, and Kyle uh, shushes him and goes, shush, can't you see? She's praying or something. Don't interrupt. What are the rest of you doing at this time? I want to ask, actually, Dina, specifically what you're doing. Dina was going to find if that person was still in the graveyard. Like, are there are there signs of the young man? Medium-aged man? I don't know. As you entered the cemetery... Um, he glances down from the sky or he was like dreamily watching clouds or whatever and looks over to see what's happening, who's coming to the, into the cemetery. And as soon as he spies you, he, he frowns and hops down off, off the grave and um, just kind of stares watching you from a distance. He looks puzzled, perplexed. Dina makes a beeline straight for. <laughs> She's done with dealing with Kai and P- and Pela. She's just gonna or Pala. She's just gonna go straight towards that person. Okay. Um, Whoever it is. As you get closer to him, you notice that he's kind of semi-transparent. Like you can vaguely see through him. Um, and he's staring at you very confusedly. When you approach, he says, says, are you a, you're dead. Yes, it looks like we have something in common there. She goes over to read the gravestone he was sitting on. Um, it says Art, Art Velcialu. From the death date, uh, you can see that the person this grave belongs to died this year uh, and was born about 25 years prior. And this ghost appears mm. to be about that age. Are you art then? He goes, yeah. 
not really fair. You don't have a name tag. Who are you? <laughs> I suppose I can tell you that. Dina. Assertively makes eye contact because backing down is not a thing she likes to do. He looks kind of off-put by your intense stare. Not helped by the bloated flesh, I'm sure. And he says, he says, we're both dead, but I'm normal dead. You're weird kind of undead. What's going on? How did you get your body back? It is an incredibly long story. Hold on. How did you die again? I think her face is gone. Uh, I got slashed oh, through the throat. He like, he like pokes his translucent <laughs> finger at, at your throat. And he's like, he's like, I take it someone did you in. That looks like it hurt. Ooh. I wouldn't know. But I do know several someones did me in. And one of them is in your chapel. He looks over at the he looks over at the chapel and then back at you and he goes Icton? Yes. She's pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah, that guy is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. Tell me everything you happen to know about Icton. Well, He's got this whole town under the palm of his hand somehow. He all makes them swoon like they, anyone, he's like the celebrity, and I don't know why, because he's this creepy old guy, you know. But, you know, everybody's fawning over him like he's the reincarnation of Irza or something. And I just, I never got it, you know. But I don't know, I've been dead since he got back from his little vacation, so maybe it doesn't work on me, whatever he's doing, I don't know. So you died before he came back to the town? Yeah, yeah. I got a... I, well, it's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> I was... Um, I mean, they told everybody... <laughs> They told everybody that, I mean, I'm dead. I don't care. I uh, was milking a cow. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I think I pulled it too hard. Uh, out of nowhere, this cow never hurt anybody up and kicked me in the face. And boom, I was gone. And the next thing you know, I'm floating around, looking down at my body, Wondering what's going on. When do I get to go to, you know, the next life or whatever? Aren't you supposed to pass on or something? I don't see any other ghosts around here. So now I've just been sitting here for months, sitting on my gravestone, waiting for something to happen. Watching this creepo take over the town. <laughs> you know? He's no, he's no up. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got all the girls coming by there, too. You know, he's being real creepy, that Ugh. guy. I don't, I don't, I don't get, that's not very priestly behavior. Dina has looked mildly disgusted to extremely disgusted at the mention of the priest and sort of shakes her head and waves that off because she doesn't want to think about it. Um, well, Art, so far you are the only reasonable person I've met here. Um, what can you 
tell me about the Lord. He seems reclusive from what I've seen of the rest of the town's behavior. Says Valia? Is there another Lord? Well, you don't need to be an ass about it. Oh, sorry, are we not swearing? Yeah, Velia's the Lord. I don't know. He's He does his thing, but, you know, he uh, he doesn't tax us too much, which is nice. You know, I never really had any complaints. He's not reclusive. I wouldn't say that. But again, ever since uh, Ickton has the whole town, you know, licking his toes, Valia is licking his toes too, completely under whatever spell he's got going on. I don't even know. May I answer your question? Well, not satisfactorily, but well within the means of what you can provide. Thank you. This has been very enlightening. She sort of stares with a distant focus towards where Jersa is doing her meditative, meditative stance because she's thinking. And he, he goes, he goes, anyway, uh, if you, since you can see me, um, you wouldn't mind figuring out why I'm stuck here. That would be, that'd be great, I guess. I've heard it's a matter of not wanting to move on. Unfinished what? tasks, regrets, mm. anything. Shall I tell your mother you miss her? Well, I mean, if, if you think that would cheer her up. I highly doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, you could, you could, uh, tell her she's great? You could kill the cow. Oh, no, the cow is just, you know, it's just a dumb beast. It doesn't. I mean, it killed you. I don't, I don't feel any, yeah, but I don't feel anything about I that. Hope. It's, uh, hmm, <laughs> nah, no hard feelings, no hard feelings little, towards the cow, vengeance. you know. There's nothing wrong with it. Nah, besides, my parents only have, my parents only have three cows, so, you know, that'd be, you and know. And now they have no son. 30% of their income down the drain, so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is the best. This I love. I love this panel where, where Dina and Art are trying to figure out how to he fix just him. So bored. <laughs> like we tackled our undeadness with such a sense of urgency. Art's just like, eh, like, oh, uh, she's like, she's like, I'm so for what, like months. Do you have? <laughs> Months, Any yeah. sort of physical effects you could destroy, that that might be binding you here, right? Locket from a lover, or a flask of ale, or... I don't... Um, he f frowns, um, and thinks. Is thinking hard for art? He says, well, there's my old pocket knife. There's the spade daddy gave me on my fourth birthday. <laughs> but I think that was just a way to get me to work. Uh, <laughs> We're going to go on fetch quests for going goats. Unfinished business. Now, I'll have to puzzle over that one. <laughs> it's to finish milking well, the cow. Well, how about you sit here and you think about that for a while? And um, we'll swing back around some mm. other time. Okay. 
Dina's sort of going to edge away from this. <laughs> Dina wants nothing to do with this guy. <laughs> oh, man. He was the most sane person in this village, but definitely not someone Dina enjoys. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dursa is, you know, doing her meditation stuff, right? Mm-hmm. She's going to crack open one of her eyes. And she's gonna try to find Dave. Okay. Make eye contact with with the female, the woman Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave. Dave. Dave is making like really uncomfortable uh, eye contact with you, and appears to be mm-hmm. writing something down. And I'm I'm trying to get his attention. Maybe clearing my throat a little bit. Uh, sort of. Moving my head, twitching my head a little bit. I'll speak into her mind be like, Yes! Why are you being <laughs> so strange? Ah! Oh, yes, good. I needed you to talk to me in my head so that they wouldn't hear me. Uh, Alright, so I just got an idea. What if the medallion thing protects us from the ch- from going in the church? What if it is some kind of Protection. You think that's possible? Do we have any reason to believe that that's its function? It, I don't know if it's its function, but it seems to be, you know, a uh, unsacred object. Um, quite possibly. I, I have an idea. For how to resolve our current circumstances. As soon as you're finished. What is it? I'm going to give them a reason for why at least I can't enter the temple. Um, But that I might be able to once something is delivered. And then I have something to deliver to the temple. Uh, all right. Well, this was just a stalling method. So, you're saying we each need to come up with a lie? I could lie on behalf of everyone. All right. Uh, Jersa stops meditating. Okay, he's not here. They're not here. We can we can move on. Sorry to waste your time. Casper looks up from where he's been kneeling next to you. His eyes... Eye sockets red and runny with liquid. What? <laughs> the tears of a skeleton. And he goes, What? You mean. You mean Poopsie's not your dad? Oh my gosh. You mean, you mean, you mean, uh, you mean Poopsie's not your father? Oh. Jersa just tries to hide her annoyance. Oh, I'm so very happy. I am so very happy. I've been so sad this whole time. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. We will find your parents. I promise. I promise you will find your parents. Okay. So Dina or Jersa, as you as you look up, Kai and Kyle um clasp their hands together and bend down towards you and there you go. There you go. Did your your prayer reveal anything? Uh, yeah, they re- it revealed that they're not here. So, sorry to waste your time. Uh, 
they their their faces fall for a moment and then they perk back up again and Kylie goes, I'm sure you'll find them eventually. Perhaps Ecton can tell you. Yeah. Perhaps he can divine. Let's go see him. And Kai claps. Yes. <laughs> Casper claps too. Yes. Dave will speak up and say, I have a confession to make. We have not been completely honest with you about why we're here. The truth is, four years ago, I committed a, a grave and, and terrible sin against... Um, is, is the god a, a, a male or a female? Edis. Uh, it's gender neutral. Okay. I, I committed a great crime against Yidus. And I made an oath, a pilgrim's oath, that I would not enter the temple until I had received absolution. I brought my oh. friends with me here so that I could come and, and face the consequences of my actions, but I am not ready. I must... I must prepare an offering first so that I can receive my absolution. I'm very sorry to have taken you this far to reveal this, but this is a subject of great shame for me. Uh, make a deception check. All right, that's what I'm good at. I'm rolling insight against this deception check, too. This <laughs> is a natural 20. It's a 29. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> Casper's eye sockets well up with tears again, and he collapses back to his knees, heartbroken. Dave, you never said a word. You never said a word about this, but Dave, please. As you pour your heart out, their eyes widen, and you see tears pooling um, in their lower eyelids. And um, they, as, I mean, the more you tell, the further they lean in towards you. Um, and then as your story finishes, um, they, they both um, wrap you in their arms on either side. And they say, they say, did you tell them your name? Um, I would have, yeah, no, it's Dave. Okay. The woman Dave. They say <laughs> They say, Oh Dave How we've we've all done things to be ashamed of. I'm sure Idris will receive your absolution. Why didn't you say something sooner? Never mind, I understand. It's a shameful topic, but you don't need to be ashamed in front of us. We understand completely. Will you deliver my offering for me? Uh, they they clasp your hands in theirs and nod fervently. Then I must go. Wow. I must go and prepare it. They say, will you be staying at the inn? Yes, of course. Uh, would you need us to guide you back? 
I think we could find our way back. I, I must, I think I must go alone and I must pray. They nod and um, shake your hand eagerly and say, it's been such a pleasure to meet you, all of you. And they either embrace or shake the hands of each of you um, and wave you goodbye as you go back across the bridge. Okay. I'm... It's been such a revealing day. <laughs> I don't have much more of the heart for this. <laughs> I'm I'm going to try to find... Um, I'm going to ask around, and I'm going to try to find, um, like, wrappings and, like, perhaps a nice small chest or a box, something large enough to fit my book inside of it. Um... Especially if they have a lead-lined one, but I'm not I'm not going to push for that, because that's probably not something that I can find here. <laughs> Wait, did we right. just jump to the inn? No, it's just we're going back now. So I'm just saying, like, the next thing that I want to do is I want to find something oh. that I can put my book in that'll make it look like an offering. So um, you hadn't been paying attention on your way to the temple... Uh, as you're keeping an eye out on the way back, uh, near the square where the inn is, you spy a sign with uh, a saw hanging out over the road. And above the window of the shop, um, you see it, it says etched in the wood and, and painted white, uh, Fasties Woods. Um, and you see in the window a number of different wooden objects of design, uh, some nice-looking chairs. Um, they're, they're simple designs, nothing fancy, nothing elegant. I mean, not, well, not elegant, I wouldn't say that, but, you know, more of a minimalistic kind of look to the things you see. Um, there's some toys, even. You see some wooden dolls and wooden horses on wheels. A spinning wheel, like you can see a little further back, a nice table. Sure. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll go in there. Okay. Um, you open the door, and um, this like the light pouring through the window. The light is pouring through the window, and this room is just full of sawdust hanging in the air. And there's the very strong smell of wood. Um, particularly, you know, some of the more pungent woods like cedar. And at towards the back of the shop, you see a, a small figure sitting on top of a workbench, um, planing at a board. And as you enter the door, the figure turns towards you and shouts and cries out, uh, Welcome to Fasty's Woods! How can I help you? Uh, and you see um, a gnome is, it's a gnome standing on top of this uh, workbench wearing goggles and their hair pulled back behind the strap of the goggles and in a workman's apron and leather gloves. Are you Fasty? Afraid not. Fasty's ill today. Oh dear. Um, what is your name then? I'm Lar. Lar. My name yeah, I'm is Fasty's Dave. apprentice. Been oh. here, been here for eight years now. 
Uh, about to reach journeyman. Just uh, right. two months more. Two months more. We'll be journeyman. Good for you. Uh, um, thank you. I'm in need of something very important. I need a box. He uh, hops across the tables in the shop and comes closer and bends down towards you and says, and says, uh, what sort of box? Uh, a box about yay big. And I'll, I'll like show him with my hands, like how uh, roughly how large it needs to be. Um, and I, I need it. I need it to be very nice. Um, very secure. It's going to the temple. It is an offering. He he grabs a pencil out, a carpenter's pencil out from behind his ear and lies down on the bench um, and starts scribbling numbers on the workbench. And he holds up, he pulls out a, a ruler or a measuring stick and looks at it and says, uh, what do you say about... And he reads out some measurements that are approximately what you were gesturing. Mm-hmm. Just gives you some numbers. Is that for the interior of the box or the exterior? That would be for the interior. That's the, the size interior. of the object it needs to fit, yes. Okay. Uh, do you have any particulars about the type of wood or the jointage? Just whatever is the finest quality that you can afford. He points up at the wall and you see a bunch of metallic hinges hanging up. And he goes... He goes, okay, here's the hinge options we have. We have uh, the iron, that's the cheapest. Then we have your brass, tin, bronze, brushed bronze, brushed pewter. And he just rambles off a huge list of options. Um, sure, I'll, I'll pick, like, you know, just like the tin or something. He says, oh, tin's not going to hold up very well. Let's go for the pewter. Is pewter okay? Sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. It is one of our more economic options. And then uh, for wood, um, he rambles off some wood types. Uh, the mahogany uh, looks good. Mahogany. Ooh. He takes some more notes. And what uh, what name do I put down for this? Uh, Dave. The Lady Dave. Dave, okay, okay. Uh, yes, ma'am, can you spell that for me, please? Oh, and he writes and... it down as you spell it. Um, <laughs> it's spelled funny. It's like D-A-E-V-E. <laughs> and then he goes, um, when do you need it by? As soon as possible. Oh, a rush job. Uh, well, we're not too busy right now, so I could have it for you tomorrow. That would be excellent. But I do charge a premium. How much? It was for the let's see for the whole kit and caboodle. Okay, uh, we're looking about twenty-five silver. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I will. I will give him a gold piece, and I will say, Yudis' uh, blessings. Is this a down payment? Yes. Ah. Okay, so fifteen silver for the. Uh, the rest, which uh, you can pay on delivery. Uh, are you staying at the tavern? You yes. See, you're from out of town. Okay, well, I can bring it by tomorrow. 
Very good. Pleasure doing business with you. He reaches out and grabs your hand and shakes it. Shakes my rotting tentacly hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go out and rejoin the group. Okay. Anyone I'm like I'm dabbing my eyes with a handkerchief constantly now. Dina has been trying to persuade Casper <laughs> that Dave was lying, <laughs> and that Dave does not actually have a pilgrimage to the temple. Because he is a fish man from the depths and a in service to some higher being that is clearly not this <laughs> goddess. Okay, make a persuasion check. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to contest that? No, it's contested against uh, Dave's natural 20. Because <laughs> that's how it's in my 20. brain. Oh man, a persuasion. I'm not gonna I don't think I make it. Um I got a nineteen. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Against a twenty nine um, good points. Yeah. Casper, you have to think about it properly. He is from the depths of the ocean, he says. He serves a yawning god or the deep one or something. Why would this be something he's experienced? Dina, you, you make some brilliant points. You bring up a lot of great things that I myself never truly thought about, but... She's a harvest goddess that he's saying he serves. It's clearly a lie. Clearly a fiction. No, 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 no. He said it's a harvest god that he sinned. That is very different. Very different set of, ex set of experiences. So Why would he make he'll... penance to a goddess that he clearly has no connection to? You make some really valid points. I just can't wrap my head around it. It's, it's so convincing. It's so... We have to help him, Dina. We can't just leave him out here in the cold. The man has sinned against Edis. I think he's helping us, really. By not having us go on hollowed ground, I think would be the... I was wondering... Here. That's the thing. I thought, really... I thought that's what Dave was paying attention to. I thought that was the problem Dave was trying to solve. But apparently, <laughs> he's trying to receive penance for this goddess relationship. And, and now I'm all kinds of confused. What, is, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, Dina? We're trying to kill a priest. That's very complicated because... The, but Dave just told you that he needed penance from the priest. Why are we trying to kill the priest if Dave is trying to get penance from the priest? Not from the priest. If you're going to believe him, he needs penance from a goddess, and the priest is perverting this ground, all right? You make some really valid points, but... The ghost but... in the graveyard, the ghost in the graveyard, told me that this town went mad before he died. Or after he died, or whatever. He's watched it fall into insanity ever since the priest came back from his sabbatical. Do you know what a sabbatical is? Yes. It's like a long vacation. Well, when he came back, everything changed. So, we're dealing with a corrupt minister of the faith, and that doesn't interfere with Dave's supposed penance. Is that acceptable? Completely fine. So, uh... as, long as, as long as Dave is able to receive penance for his sins, yes, it's completely fine, because that is what we are here to do. So... Yeah, ye oh wow. I was gonna do your accent. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? I've done like two. So well. you're gonna go. <laughs> so you're gonna go. Uh sorry. Um so what you're saying is 
you want to help Dave with yeah. his offering, right? That's what Dave said we were here to do. I see. Are you willing to? Him. Are you willing to donate to the cause? How do you mean? Like financially? Yeah. I didn't know we had any money. Well, we yeah we have we have money. We have two thousand gold. Didn't write that. Okay. Time code. Didn't write that down. I completely forgot we had any money, and I was really confused by why Sam was inside the yeah, wood shop I buying wrote that stuff. Down. We have <laughs> I'm like, Sam, we have no money. money. We have a yeah, lot we do have a lot of money, money. now. <laughs> Great, wonderful. Okay, cool. Uh, I feel like we should leave that timestamp in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, it's a blooper. Hold on. Let me think. Are you willing to donate to the cause? Like financially? Yeah. I'm, uh, yes, of course. I've walked across this planet with him. Sorry, <laughs> I've walked across uh, such a great distance with him so far. If, if this is what he needs, it's what he needs. It's very generous of you. I'll tell him. I'll tell him you uh, you're willing to pitch in. <laughs> Are you not willing to pitch in? Oh, I already did. <laughs> no. You gave Dave money. When did you give Dave money? <laughs> How much money did you give Dave? How, wait, does Dave have all of our money? Dave, come back out. <laughs> the illusion is starting to wane off on Casper as he starts to question, where is all of our money? Does Dave have all our money? Why does Dave have all our money? As a side note, since I wrote it down, I think Dina has a good portion of it at well, least. I, I wrote down a thousand gold. So, I, I guess we can go back to the, the second episode and, like, listen back. Yeah, we're going to have to. <laughs> the lie is so confusing. Casper okay. starts unpacking yeah. his bags right there, looking for his money. I know I retrieved all of the money. No, no. But... Wait for it until we're at the inn, at least. All right? That's fair. That's fair. Starts packing it back in again. Okay. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, to the inn, to I the guess. Inn. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. You go back to the inn, um, back through the square. Uh, the minstrels are still there, um, but their energy has waned a bit. Um, they're playing some slower songs, and the guy who was beating on the barrel uh, appears to have fallen asleep with uh, a bottle of this raspberry wine in his hands. Um, you go to... Uh, above the um, inn, there's a sign that says Ayla Auburn's Ales and Accommodations. And you open the door. Um, a bell rings as you open the door. Um, and inside, you see the woman who earlier brought you out the alcohol. And there's a few patrons in here, but it's not quite evening yet, so the place is not buzzing yet. Um, but they all seem very cheerful and chatty. It doesn't have the normally dingy atmosphere of your typical bar at midday. On the back wall, opposite the bar, is a mural of, you would recognize it as a, a common portrayal of Idris showing her nursing a baby. And in this mural, uh, it's it's not a very good mural. The art isn't exactly you know photographic, 
the patron of the bar sees you, she calls out, Hi, welcome! Welcome, guest. I was wondering whether you'd be staying. Are you staying? Of course, of course. We are happy to, uh, to, to join you in your merriment this evening and then sleep away the troubles of today uh, to wake up fresh again and new tomorrow. Uh, we were wondering if you had, uh, had uh, beds and rooms, and uh, apparently you do. Uh, ah, how many beds will you be needing? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to let someone else make this. I had a joke, but... Four. Four? That's so expensive. Oh, okay, right this way. Um, she lifts up the latch in the bar um, and leads you up some stairs to the second floor. And she shows you to three separate smallish rooms, um, which are mostly unadorned. Each has a window and a bed, uh, straw beds. She says, I promise you, no fleas, no bed bugs. We change the straw every month. Yeah, and then she says, let me know if you need anything. It'll be, oh, it'll be, uh, for all four of these rooms, it's gonna be mm, three copper a night each, so uh, 12 copper per evening. Uh, Casper looks crestfallen and uh, for, for a moment. And, oh, uh, I see. So. Yeah, you can pay, you can pay before you leave. Dina hands over a gold piece and says, this should be sufficient for a few days. Cat. <laughs> her. Casper locks eyes with the gold piece as it exchanges hands from Dina to the bartender. <laughs> and he's completely aghast and dumbfounded. Her eyes go wide. Can you make sure the hay gets refreshed before we sleep there tonight? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And bows very low as she takes it. Dina looks pained. <laughs> I was like, it's like you go to a motel and they're like, yeah, it'll be 17 bucks a night and you hand them a Benjamin. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's exactly what she just did. Um, Casper thought they had $4 in their pocket. Um, she she goes down the stairs uh, a few moments later, a young girl comes up. Um, she's about, you'd guess, 13, 14, wearing a house dress with bangs. And she stands there with her hands folded in front of her um, and her eyes cast down. And she goes, Are you all right? She goes, uh, uh, Yes, Ayla says uh, to... I'm to wait on you. If there's anything you need, um, I'm Tetia. So, you know, I'm here. All right. Thank you, Tetia. You, I can't think of anything we could need right now. You can go about your day. You don't have to spend your time. It's quite all right. She, she... I sort of wave her off. Looks at you for a moment and then walks carefully, walks backwards down the stairs. But you can tell she's only gone around the corner and is still standing there. Does she seem uh, like she has the typical sort of 
happiness of most people or is she oddly like not happy yeah is she oddly normal has she not had the raspberry now that, wine now that you <laughs> i mean now that you mention it uh you i mean her behavior seems very typical for a teenager but very unfitting with the rest of the town can I pull everyone into uh, one of the rooms? You can pull me anywhere, Dave. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to pull everybody into. You know, because of the te- because of the tentacles. You know, the tent- the yeah. tentacle thing that yeah, we did. No, that's that's true. And, um, like, <laughs> do a repeat of when you asked me to punch you. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> So I want to pull everybody into one of the rooms uh, and uh, and say, um, first of all, did that seem strange with the girl? She looked a little tired, maybe a little, uh, maybe a little worn out because of all the merriment making. I mean, she saw, I mean, she has visitors for the first time in what I assume could be a, a hot minute. I mean. We definitely riled the town up, so it makes sense that she'd be a little tired after the day, but uh, but I didn't, not, not particularly. But the other villagers that also did the rowdiness weren't they still have that strange energy. R- regardless, I should I should explain my plan. Um some of you may have Ethical qualms, and he looks. He looks kind of pointedly at um, Casper when he says that. Um, but I believe this is the best plan for helping this town and for helping us. Uh, I have my little friend here, and he reaches into his pack and he pulls out his book, uh, which you'll remember has sort of this very fleshy cover and an eyeball on the front of it that kind of blinks. Um, and it kind of jitters and shakes a little bit like it's a mouth that's going to open. Uh, and he says, um, this here, and he's like petting it, this here, my little friend here, is in politically incorrect terms, unholy. And you see it kind of gibbers a little bit. And he goes, there, there. There, there. And he pets it again. That is to say, it doesn't mesh well with the, um, gods of the surface world. And I believe that if our little friends deliver this for me into the heart of the temple, that it will be made accessible to us. That sounds perfectly fine. That is brilliant. Yeah. Good idea, Dave. Love it. But uh, w- w- one quick thing, because uh, I'll, I'll get I'll get hung up on it, and I'll be thinking about it the whole time while we're having this important conversation about what the plan actually is. Um, ethical? Well, what time? What, what do you mean by that? To put it bluntly, I'm I'm going to desecrate a temple and okay. and cut off. These people's um, probably main source of protection from things like us. Th- whoa, hold the phone. 
things like like us. They are currently being controlled by the mad influence of a corrupted member of clergy. Okay, that who is, is a murderer. That is first of all, there's a lot of subjectivity going around right now. So, I have no problem desecrating a temple because I'd seriously <laughs> doubt that really the cleric is doing anything to make these people so happy. I don't think he is. I think these people are just happy people. I think what Dave's trying to say is that other undead creatures, maybe even, you know, demons, like our good friend Adramold, uh, could easily come into town. That's what the paladins are for, right? Does this town have paladins? We need to get this done. Well, they're nearby. I thought they did a round. Uh, if if there's if if you don't have a problem with desecrating a temple, then there's no worries here. I'm simply going no, to just... hand this book over to them. They will deliver it. The temple will be desecrated. We will be able to go in and confront the priest, sure. which raises other questions, because we know these people are very happy. And we know that the priest has significant influence with them, magical or otherwise. Um, and they're likely going to know that it was us who desecrated the place. So we may run into a sticky situation and we might have to resolve things quickly with the priest. We might not be able to sit around and talk at great length. Does Gina tell us what she talked? Though to be fair, yeah. Did you tell us about your talk with the ghost? Uh, yeah, she would. If anyone is interested, the ghost in the cemetery died about a year ago, and he says that the town was very different before. The priest went away for a time and then returned. This makes me think that whatever artifacts were in that box, the priest is now using to exercise an influence of euphoria over this town. Okay. It is just a hypothesis. However, I think we have some ground to stand on with it, considering the jubilant greeting we had out there. Yeah. It's not natural. <laughs> what do you mean not natural? You and Jersa... They threw us a parade, Casper. Because they haven't seen visitors in a little while. Hear, hear me out. Every, everybody, hear me out. Hear me out. We need to probably take a big step back for a second because none of us can remember exactly what happened in regards to the B.O.X. None of us remember what happened. Quite possibly, we pissed off a person, and we who, who says we were in the subjective right? Who said we were doing the right thing? If anything, this... I do. Okay, well, that's where you stand. I'm standing over here, seeing that this town is happy. This town is joyful. This town is... I, I had the wine. You saw... There's nothing magical going on. Casper, you're dead. You're dead. 
It's quite possible the wine can't affect you because you are, in fact, a skeleton. Uh, maybe that is and the case. happiness that's magically brought isn't real. Who says it's, it's not real? They're living an illusion. But time out. Who says it's magically brought on? You didn't see anything. Art. The ghost. Okay. Art, arguably, is standing as this belligerent outsider. He got kicked in the head by a cow for Pete's sake. He thinks his life is... He think, his death isn't substantial. Now he probably thinks his life wasn't either. So, of course he's belligerent. Of course he's upset. He mostly seemed bored. Okay, well, <laughs> I can't explain bored. But I can explain happy. Listen, I I think that all emotion is frivolous illusion. The only one truth is uh, that one day we will all be consumed. But uh, what I will say is that the behavior of this town is unlike anything that I've seen in all of my travels on the surface. Uh, I've spent a good deal of time studying you. Uh, and he, like, pulls out a bunch of notes um, <laughs> that he's been tucking into his book. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a drawing of Jersa meditating. <laughs> and like, <laughs> various notes on all of you. And then he goes through Hold a board and you see he's got notes on Tina like other other people that he's come across. And like, <laughs> diagrams mm. and like... Dina just, wants just her notes on herself. <laughs> notes on like and common idioms and them. phrases and him like diagramming out their meaning. Like he's just got loads of things like that. He says, <laughs> this is... In terms of my data, an outlier. So I think there's some reason to suspect, especially given the strangeness with the sheriff, that whatever artifact the priest brought might, might and it's coincidental timing, might have something to do with it. I mean, you heard it from the, the pair themselves. They said some sort of light came with the priest, and after that they were happy. Hey, as you are talking, you hear a rap at the door. I open the door. Uh, you open the door and you see Tetia standing there, hunched over, with a straw mat rolled up on her back. She forces a smile and she says, sorry to interrupt. I brought the new straw, and she walks in, unfurls the mat, rolls up the old one, um, and as she does show, she looks up at you all and notices you all staring at her and, and says, okay, and then she takes the old straw and walks out the door. Um, before she walks out the door, I'll say, uh, Tetsuya, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, oh shoot! I'm supposed to still be doing Lady Dave's voice, not not Dave's voice. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, how long have you been in this town? My whole life. Ah. Hale is my mom. You poor dear. Have you noticed anything strange? Um, over the last two weeks. Yeah, everybody's got really happy all of a sudden. Do you have any idea why you aren't happy? I not don't in know. a not in a deep sense, just in a like why <laughs> 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 
You hear Casper mutter from the corner, am I unhappy? <laughs> I'm not a therapist. <laughs> but just, have you, is there anyone else you've noticed who hasn't been, been, been as happy as everyone else like yourself? She looks up for a second, thinking, and shrugs and goes, yeah, maybe a couple people. Hmm. Have you have you seen the priest, um, Ikdin? Have you been in proximity with him? No, mom keeps trying to make me go to temple. She says it'll fix my attitude, but I don't want to go. It's boring. And that guy is creepy. And you don't have to go. Yeah, I know. She looks at you indignantly. I'm agreeing with you, girl. She rolls her eyes. So what makes him mad? <laughs> Tetya, he's, he's, he's a priest. He's old. Uh, go figure. But what makes him mad? What makes this uh, him creepy? I don't know. He just looks at you creepy. He's always been that way. Especially, yeah, I buy that. Especially the girls. He's, I don't know. You know, some old guys are gross. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Has he done anything, like to you specifically? No. Like, has he really done anything? You no. Okay. This well. is a hell of a way to ask that question. Um, Tetia, um, have you noticed anyone else who has been, um, well, uh, typical like yourself, who's gone to temple and then become happier? Yeah, pretty much. She frowns and looks off to the side. I don't know. They just started acting all weird and samey, you know? And it's no fun talking to anybody anymore. I don't know. I figure it's like a phase, though. Things will probably go back to how they were after a while. But if not, I'll probably move because it's everybody's annoying, especially my mom. She's always telling me, you gotta smile, Tetia. Gotta cheer up, Tetia. You should go see the priest, Tetia. You know. But... Well, don't you think she kind of has a point? I mean, everybody else seems pretty happy. She just stares daggers at you. Let her live her life, Casper. No, you know. You can't go around telling everyone else to smile. I'm not saying it. What I am saying, though, is that people who are happy usually have advice that helps you be happy too. So, I, 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 listen, I, I have nothing else to ask. I, I, I'll be done. I'll be done. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Tessia, how much money would you need to um, move, start a life somewhere else? You and I think so alike, Dave. Dina starts pulling out a coin purse. <laughs> She she just looks puzzled by the question. She doesn't respond. Dina is going to take five gold and give it to Tatia and say, Now, this is for you. Not your mother, not anyone else. Spend it wisely. And I would recommend saving it until you have the right opportunity to use it. She looks down at the gold and frowns and then looks 
up at you suspiciously, and she's like, You're a smart girl. Take care of yourself. Is this one of those, like, slave things? Gods no, girl. It is a gift. Um, she reaches out and takes the money and, like, looks at it and holds it up. And she, she, you can tell she's like looking at it as if she doesn't believe it's really real. Hey, if you don't want it, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't think we need anything else from you, Tetsia. You're free to go. Thanks. And she turns and carries the straw downstairs again. Dave, do you remember the etchings on that box? Uh, the one yes. particularly with the embrace of lovers? I do remember that. In fact, I have the box right here. Because I heard some <laughs> unfortunate things. Ah, yes, perfect. Well, what I heard from Art, an additional thing about the priest's misconduct, is that he likes to have a changing carousel of women attend to him. From what Tatia was saying, seems to provide some substance to that thought. And it makes me despise the man all the more. Um, Luke, I'm going to pull out the amulet that I took from the sheriff. Um, what symbols on that one? Can you refresh my memory? An eye. It's an eye. An eye, okay. Well, it's difficult to say what the... Um, it's difficult to say what symbols it might be. We haven't exactly narrowed things down very much. Um, but it's an interesting theory. I do appreciate what you did for the girl. She reminded me of someone. She seems a sharp thing. I hope she does make good decisions with the money. Well, if things don't pan out on our end, that's at least one person out of here. So so what? Well, I, there's not much else to do besides wait for the box to arrive so I can deliver it. And then, um, well, and then we, we um, I guess we, we assault the temple. We're going to go talk to him. Well, they're going to know it was us who desecrated the place. That's sort of a bad sign. Um, so it, they might not be very friendly with us. We're going to go kill him. Now there's where we can draw an ethical line. We seem to somehow waltz into places and do things, and then absolve ourselves of whatever consequences happen as a result of our actions. We waltzed into that town, stole some clothing, and then terrorized the city. We broke into the sheriff's office, mutilated him, and then terrorized him as well. We almost killed three paladins, holy men of the cloth, out on the road. And then you just handed a girl a 13-year-old who probably knows no better. You handed her the keys to go out and take her life into her own hands. And then we somehow get to walk away from this absolved of any guilt? No wonder we don't think we did anything with the box. No wonder we don't think it was none of our fault. We absolve ourselves of everything that we take that we should be taking responsibility for. And if that's how we're going to walk into this situation, I'll have nothing to do with it. Couple of things... 
a couple of things. Um, one, uh, opening a box that you've been sent to retrieve um, doesn't exactly warrant um, death. So the people that um, killed us, even if we did open the box, were still very much in the wrong. And our murderers, there's, so there's that. Um, additionally, um, I did nothing to terrorize a town. Uh, on top of that, the uh, people that we've encountered, we have every reason to think are using uh, cursed artifacts from an evil being and have um, uh, uh, deliberately manipulated strangers into taking that curse uh, for them. Uh, and, and they seem to be using those artifacts uh, for, the, for their own benefit, as far as we can tell. Uh, whatever being brought us back from the dead uh, appears to want revenge if the um, spirit that we saw the other night is, is to believe. Uh, said something about wanting blood. Um, so it might be in our self-interest to extract said blood. Um, so, Casper, uh, I really, I don't, I don't see where you're coming from at all here. All right, Dave, you've been taking notes this whole time. Write this one down, too. We have two choices when it comes to something like this. We can walk a path of vengeance. We can walk the path of wrath. We can walk the path of bloodshed. We can absolutely do that. But the choices we make now define the individuals we turn into. Now, I don't know what I did to wake up on the other side of the grave like this. But I can tell you right now that deep down inside of me, the path of vengeance doesn't lead me back to the ship. It doesn't lead me to the boat that takes me home. It doesn't lead me onward to a place. I am looking for redemption. I'm not looking for vengeance. There's a strong difference. You can mark that down in your book. And Casper turns around and, and walks outside to his own room. Surfaces do seem to be obsessed with this identity thing. That's going to be an obstacle. <sighs> Dagoch's not going to like him. He wants revenge, doesn't he? Yes. I just wish there was a way to provide evidence that this town is being controlled that liberating them is the correct thing to do he just he doesn't want to believe that this happiness can't be achieved naturally which is very frustrating well i say we simply proceed with the plan um and um we will do as casper asks and go and talk to him and i uh I imagine it will go south very quickly, and then we will resort to more Punching. sure methods of achieving our goals. Yes. I mean, for the record, your plan, Dave, is far better than my plan, which was simply to, if we couldn't enter the chapel, to burn it down. So. Right. Uh, Dave, Dave pokes his head out. Casper... What you hear call you hear called out from inside one of the other rooms? What we've discussed as a group, and I think that we can compromise. Uh, we will try to talk to the priest first. Um, if that does not go well, then uh, other options will have to be taken. But we will try to simply talk to him first. Is that agreeable? Casper opens the door to his room. 
and lightly pokes his head out. That's a more redeeming attempt, I guess. Very good. Well, good night. You catch a <clears throat> the smell of smoke and look outside and see um, behind the inn. You see Tetia piling up the old mattresses on a fire and watching them catch in flame. Is there anything else you want to do? Dina wants to ask Dave if she can read his notes <laughs> on humanity because that's fascinating to her for his perspective on humans. Dave, it, it's the kind of thing where he will he he will show you uh, like like bits, but he's like very quickly like covering certain things and redacting certain things. It seems as though like. He was showing this all to you to demonstrate, like, look, I have all these notes, but he's also kind of a little private with it at the same time. Uh, so he's not, like, letting you take too close a, a look at everything. Um, I I would be fine, if this is okay with Luke, I would be fine with you contesting perception with, like, my sleight of hand or something, just to see how much <laughs> you get. Nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Okay. Let's perception see if my... or insight? Perception. I feel like this would be perception. Yeah. Um, we'll see if yeah. my super good luck holds up here. I kid you not, I crit. <laughs> <laughs> I only rolled a seven. So, um... Years of research at the academy has brought me to this point. What I'll tell you, and this is, uh, you know, you can you can read a lot of the notes are like an abyssal, so you have, you have that advantage for you. Um... Yeah, I can he, read a missile. So. Uh, a lot of the notes, uh, uh, they they appear to be detailing like behavior about humans and understanding them, uh, and and a lot of it is focusing on uh, weaknesses of surfacer society and things that can be exploited <laughs> for like destabilizing it. <laughs> that is that is what you discern. Um, <laughs> from reading his notes like that's the general overview um but he appears to be trying to kind of hide some of those little little notes from you it doesn't do a very good job that's that's beautiful um so dave would you say that all of this research is because of your whole consumption of the world thing it's a religious path right I do as I am tasked. By your book or by the crown? By the primal one. By the starving god. The elder being from which all things come and who will consume all things. Um, I wanted... I'm wondering if Jusa can do a real quick stealth mission. Mm, What do you want to do? I want to go. Um, Do you want to wait till nightfall? Based, yeah. Okay. And like based on what uh, Dina told us about what the ghost said about women coming in and out of the temple, I want to see if I can witness some of that myself. Okay. That's my goal. Okay. Um, music plays. Does anyone uh, stop her from leaving? No. Dina's very focused on these notes and this conversation with Dave. Okay. So you guys. Casper's focused on Casper's other things. Sulking. You guys all entertain yourself uh, to pass the time 
you've learned by now that you can't sleep at all, but you can still sort of rest. Sorry, Jersa, you make your way out uh, during the night. Do you want to sneak out of the inn? Um, as far as inn people seeing me, I don't really care. Okay, so you stroll out of the inn um, as you go, Ayla. Um, goes, oh, where are you off to this time of night? And just going out to get some fresh air. And she goes, okay, just be careful. And you make your way out. You can see you don't really encounter anybody. At one point, you see in the distance uh, a night watchman carrying a lantern. Um, but it's very easy to avoid. And you make your way across the bridge, past the castle, across another bridge to the the temple. You see you see Art sitting on top of his tombstone. In the night he glows faintly, but not as brightly as the temple does. Um and he appears to be kind of looking up at it. Um he is completely oblivious to you. <laughs> yeah, do you want to like camp out somewhere? Um actually I'm going to go talk to him. Okay. So I'll just I'll just go up and say, um, uh, hi there. He kind of jumps, and falls off his tombstone, um, and then <laughs> kind of floats back up onto it and and looks at you and goes, uh, and goes, oh, I'm sorry, not used to people being able to see me or talk to me. Caught me off guard. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I noticed you talking to m- one of my friends earlier. Uh, but I had a question for myself. You told her you saw women walking in and out of this temple. Mm-hmm. Is that true? He's he's staring at your um, chest and gut. Suddenly, like, jerks himself, like becomes self-conscious and looks up at you and goes, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's a real creep. Well, he's, I mean, he's always been, you know, kind of leering, you know, a little too... Since two weeks ago, he came back and suddenly, you know, he's got these girls going in and out of there. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know what's going on in there, but... Can you show me? Can you show me where they come in and out? Um, he points towards one of the side doors. And he says... He says, they go in and out of there. They won't be coming around this time of night, though. Everybody stays indoors around here at night. Aw, oh, drat. If there's any in there with him now, they'll leave in the morning, but I wasn't really paying attention. He thinks for a moment. He thinks for a moment, and then he goes, Are you staying at the inn? Um, yeah. He glances down at his feet and kind of kicks them up a little bit absentmindedly and glances up at you. Did you meet Tatia? <laughs> uh, the 13-year-old girl? Yeah, I met her. Uh, he goes... She okay? Uh, yeah, she's doing fine. Okay. He kind of glances down at his feet. Please tell me she's your sister. <laughs> well, she's like a sister. I don't know. <laughs> and he, 
he looks embarrassed and he's like, oh, it's, it's nothing like that. I just worry about her is all. Hmm. Seems like you two are the only n- normal people in this town. He looks up at you and she goes, what do you mean normal? Is in you not, you know, acting like the sun is always shining in the sky. Everything's fine and dandy. His feet stop kicking and he goes, so she didn't get bewitched? <gasps> bewitched? What do you mean bewitched? Well, I don't know what else you'd call it. What do you know? All I know is Ickton came back two weeks ago, and ever since then, everybody's been got these weird smiles plastered all over them, doing whatever he says and acting like he's... I need you to do me a favor. Uh-huh. I need you to go in there, because you're a ghost, right? You can go through walls and stuff. I want you to go in there, and I want you to see if you can find any strange-looking object that can maybe point. He frowns at you, and he goes, he goes, are you thick? I can't go in there. And he points at it, and he goes, don't you see that creepy light on it? You're, you're a ghost. You're not technically an undead being, so I just thought maybe, maybe you could go in there. Mm, nope. Eh, never mind. He looks back up at the sky. And he goes, anyway, I'm glad is not caught up in all that. She's a good kid. All right, well, Jersey's is going to go ahead and wait in a dark spot. And she's she's since she doesn't sleep, she's just going to wait till morning. Okay. And see if anyone comes out. Okay. Um. Yeah, you don't see anything. And then in the morning, um, shortly after the sun comes up, you see that door open, and a young woman walks out, um, and she turns, and are you hidden? Yep. Okay, make a stealth check. Oh. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, man, it's right. Is it too late to pass without a trace? <laughs> yes. No, that's only if I'm... <laughs> I just uh, crit failed. Okay. Which oh, no. is... Yeah, I know. Which is an eight for can, me. Can you give us a fun little narrative thing as to how you crit failed? Mm-hmm. It's. T- um, I'm going <laughs> to say just... that <laughs> I just... kind of got distracted by the by the light, maybe. Got a little queasy. Um, a lot like the ghost and when she comes out, I'm kind of startled. And so I probably fall back a little bit. I like to pretend that you're pretending to be a grave because you're like a stone person. She <laughs> 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 like depots or something. Or, or you forget you're not a ghost too and you're just sitting on top of a grave. <laughs> no, I'm not that thick. Anyway, so the door... The door opens, and you see um, a priest behind her, and you recognize him being one of your employers, um, a man with... uh, You just remember he had a lot of golden teeth, and she, the girl turns and bows and kisses his ring, and as she does so, he looks over her head and sees you and jumps. Oh, no! Uh, 
<laughs> and then he says something hurriedly to the girl and slams the door. <laughs>